While F. Scott Fitzgerald was chronicling life among the privileged in books like The Great Gatsby, there were other writers who were doing the same for the underside of life in the Roaring Twenties. One of those is the subject of this lecture, George Orwell's Down and Out in Paris and London, which was published in 1933. Gatsby isn't really the canonical shadow for this book. We'll find a better one later. But it's interesting to juxtapose the two books, to think about the fact that this is really categorizing how the other half lived while Gatsby is watching his green light across the water and thinking of Daisy. The first question we can ask about this book is the same question we asked about Go Gulls, and that is, what kind of book is this? Initially, it looks, it seems straightforwardly a memoir. Um, it's several months' experience with poverty in two cities told by an unnamed I, whom we take to be the George Orwell, who later on was going to write all the famous essays in Animal Farm in 1984. But in 1933, this was Orwell's first book, so for the original readers, this would have been some anonymous person reporting on being down and out in Paris and London in the late 20s and early 30s. Original readers might have even wondered how someone this destitute could write a book like this, let alone get it published. But it still seems like an authentic experience. The details seem too convincing to be anything but a first-hand observation, participation, and account. The story is about a man living modestly in Paris until he gets ill, and when he gets ill, he winds up in a public hospital, which turns out to be an experience almost as harrowing as the illness itself. He gets better, but then he has the last of his money stolen, and that forces him to look for work. But it turns out that he needs money even to look for a job, so he pawns his good clothes and begins to find out what poverty is really like. At his most desperate, he thinks of an old friend named Boris, a Russian refugee, who is a waiter who's promised to help if he ever is in trouble. But it turns out when he finds Boris, Boris is worse off than he is. He's out of work, he's sharing a garret with someone who owes him money, and he's paying interest by letting him sleep, letting Boris sleep on the floor and giving him two francs a day. Boris is starving on the two francs. So the narrator buys some bread and Boris cheers up. He says he knows there's a restaurant, a new restaurant that's going to be opening soon, and he can get jobs for both of them. But then for a long time, nothing happens, and the narrator and Boris are forced to pawn their overcoats. They have all kinds of adventures, none of which help them economically. Finally, Boris lands a job in a Paris hotel. The narrator simply calls it Hotel X, and he gets the narrator a job as a plongeur, a dishwasher. And several chapters describe the 14-hour shifts he spends in the cramped cellar scullery where the temperature can reach up to 130 degrees during the workday. Eventually, the new restaurant opens, and both Boris and the narrator quit their jobs to go there, but it turns out the restaurant isn't finished yet, and they spend weeks doing carpentry and painting without pay, of course, virtually starving again in the process. The restaurant, when it finally opens, turns out to be luxurious and elegant for the patrons, but so badly managed and so filthy behind the bay's doors that separate the dining room from the kitchen that the narrator quits in disgust, writes to a friend in London who has promised him a job, and this marks the transition from Paris to London. But when he gets to London, he finds out the London job won't materialize for weeks or even months, so he takes to the road, learning about life as a tramp or beggar, sleeping in the casual wards attached to workhouses, taking charity from churches and the Salvation Army. And this is the life described in the second half of the book. At the end of each section, 
the writer steps out of his role as narrator to comment on some of the injustices that are visited on the poor in France and England. As we've noted, this initially seems like a memoir of an actual experience. But from his biographies and from things that Orwell wrote and said later, we understand that he took a lot of the material in this book and rearranged it, manipulated it in ways that turn out to be more literary than journalistic. For example, he went to Paris not to study poverty, but to write, as so many writers did in the 20s, since Paris turned out to be an inexpensive place to live in the 20s. He tried to write for a year, but then he got sick, and when most of his remaining money was stolen after he got out of the hospital, he had to scramble, spending as little as possible on food and shelter, pawning his clothes, taking menial jobs, washing up dishes in, at the Hotel X. Uh, 